This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to episode 13 of the Animaniacast. The hills are quite full of big rocks and boulders with igneous rock sedimentary too the hills are quite full of big rocks and boulders hello nurse i see hey want to watch me pretend to throw up Welcome to the Animaniacast. We are a podcast dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Each and every week, we revisit an episode of the series, discussing all the cultural references, all the gags, and all the jokes, and all the just stuff in general. And we share our memories of first watching the episode, and what we think about the episode right now. And in the end, we give each and every single episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me as always are my brother Nathan. I'm here. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia is a nice lady, and her name's Kelly. Hi. <laughs> and today we are talking about uh, an episode that has, well, it's episode 13, which has Hello, Nice Warners. It has Le Behemoth, and it has. The little, little slappy from Pasadena. So let me ask you guys real quick. Um, would you consider this episode funny haha or funny ho ho or funny uh oh? Yeah, I was going to say funny uh oh. <laughs> I say funny haha. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, uh, we have three. Good segments, I would say. Yeah. One of them stands head and shoulders above the other, of course, I would say. Mm. Um, but Find um, out by the end which well, one that is. Yeah, I think we all know. Okay, so <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and start off with our first one. Not, well, before I go, let's, let's go with the official air date. Nathan? September 29th, 1993. Very dramatic. Thank you. And, of course, our variable, variable verse, once again, is... Here's the show's namey. Here's the show's namey. Again, we're, 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 that, it's kind of boring, but yeah, it's, that's over half of them, I think. Yeah, yeah we're, I mean. we're over half. It's, you know, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, come on, Dot. <laughs> but again, we are spoiled. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk first about Hello, Nice Warners. This was written by Jerry Lewis enthusiast Paul Rugg. And directed by Alfred Jimeno. Uh, Kelly, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, a synopsis of this particular cartoon in your own words? Okay. Well, the Warner Brothers are running from... Well, the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister are running from Ralph the security guard. And they end up running into um, an audition that's currently going on. And the director is talking about how he's making a movie. And... They audition for the part, and they they do a lot of improv and crazy things, and he said, oh, you have to be in the movie, you're great. But 
they're actually a little too crazy for him. <laughs> and then he, um, he says, it's not working. You know, that's not how you do it. And they said, well, and he says, if you, know, if you think you can do better, you direct. So then they direct some segments and he's acting in them. And those are definitely funny uh-oh moments. <laughs> okay. So, well, let's go ahead and talk about the particular moments and the things that we particularly like about this. And then we can get into perhaps some of the, a few of the cultural references that we, uh, that we saw. First of all, I guess before we get into the parts that we really, uh, perhaps really liked is Mr. Director is a, mm-hmm. is a Jerry Lewis, uh, I no, caught, I caught that. Yes. It was yes. Uh, subtle. But... <laughs> Very subtle. <laughs> now, as a kid, I didn't watch that many Jerry Lewis films. I think I saw Cinderfella was the mm-hmm. only um uh, Jerry Lewis thing that our my father had us watch. <laughs> and but I was not familiar at all with this Jerry Lewis as a serious guy and then a very crazy guy um at all. Um what are your thoughts about Mr. Director or or, or I guess the Jerry Lewis guys. Um, I know Jerry Lewis has a lot of kids. I guess I keep hearing about <laughs> Jerry's kids. Well, he used to have kids. <laughs> he is no. He no longer has. It's no longer Jerry's kids. Oh. Now they're they're like uh, you said a lot of crazy stuff there, Jerry. Um, <laughs> and not 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 funny, haha, or crazy, but just crazy stuff. So funny, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, funny, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> So Jerry Lewis is no longer in charge of the MDA. Yeah. Every year I would, I would actually try to stay up. One year I said, I'm going to stay up as late as Jerry Lewis does. Because <laughs> the, the telethon was like 24 hours or something. And I would hear about these stories about like Jerry Lewis stays up all that time and he's just exhausted by the end of it trying to get money for his kids. And I said, I'm going to do that too. And I, I believe I was around 12 or something. I told my parents, like, I'm going to pull an all-nighter. I'm going to do like Jerry Lewis does. Turns out right around 10, 11 o'clock, Jerry Lewis just stopped being on TV. And then they just started showing an old nightclub act that had nothing to do with him. So, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Turns Sounded out like time for bed. Yeah. Turns out Jerry Lewis did quite, he slept more than I did during that telethon. So. <laughs> And all I got to watch was depressing stories about kids. But I did, I did uh, end up donating money. They got me by the end. I made sure to donate, I think, five dollars of my allowance. I believe that year. So hmm. there we go. It worked. They got you. <laughs> they got me there. <laughs> um, Kelly, any any memories? Do you watch any Jerry Lewis films at all? Have you seen any? I think I'm. I'm sure I have, but I, none of them really stand out you know i think i've caught bits and pieces of them when they were on tv but i i couldn't even tell you the name of a film he was in at, at the moment well of course the cast of les miser animals they all think he's a genius <laughs> because they're french thank you thank you very much and a pleasant good evening merci beaucoup i know beaucoup I am very happy to see you. I am glad to be in the Olympia to perform for this crowd. <laughs> ah. Well, let's move on from Jerry Lewis then. We start <laughs> off, we have... The hills are the hills are quite full with the 
with big rocks and boulders yes. at the beginning of this one. And that's one. true. It's like a, it's an educational song, which I like. I, I sing that sometimes. I do, too. I hadn't seen this episode in years, and as soon as it started, I just smiled, and I just started going, oh! And I started, the hills are quite full. And the way she says boulders. I, I is, like the way she says sedimentary, too. <laughs> It's such a good song. It's just fun, and it it really um it affected the way I see uh, the sound of music now forever. <laughs> Whenever it's on NBC, which I still will watch, if you know, as I'm flipping channels and I see sound of music, I'm gonna stick to it for a little while. Um, it's I you know, at least to the lonely goat herd, you know, marionettes, and I'll be like, okay, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, some saw some weird puppets. Uh, what moments stand out for you guys? Illinois Smith. Ah, uh, Illinois Smith. Of course, the Spielbergian reference. <laughs> of course. Billy, use your whip. I think it's a not working whip. Now, now I was surprised that Kelly. We were talking before the show, and you actually, you you say you hum, you can hum the theme song. Not, I you know everyone knows. Dun 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 dun. That's the classic. The, the variant of the that. variant because yeah. they couldn't like for legal reasons do that. So what? How does the pop quiz again? How does the Illinois Smith theme go, Kelly? Okay. Dun 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 dun. Oil. Okay. Wonderful. Very cool. I've seen the episode once or twice. Yes. Um. So Illinois Smith, very a very cool moment. Uh, at first, the the temple that they're going into, it really had a good combination, I think, between Temple of Doom and and Raiders. Um, obviously, pulling the the idol, it's yeah, <laughs> uh, pulling the idol off the thing and watching out for the trap, which in this case was a a mummy that was very much like a Scooby Dooish yeah kind of mummy looking. It was even someone in disguise. Yeah, there you go, just... wacko in disguise. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Ileana or whatever was still very Illy. scary. They called him Illy. Illy instead of Indy, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. And they had other movie parody in there instead of old old Yeller. It was a. Uh, or old yellow in the in the slappy. Yeah, I was like, uh, mm-hmm. it's not old yellow. It's so. There's is there two movies, or is, are they just in separate universes? Because uh, this is a, a like. this is a, a rip off of old uh, yellow. Okay, <laughs> this is an old old screamer. This is old screamer. Old it's screamer of old yellow. Which any time. Okay, first of all, but in both in both of them, the director getting hit and then saying. Something kind of crazy each and every time he gets hit. It, it was hilarious. I was just like, yeah, stop with it. the. Goodbye, old screamer. Ow, bark height. I just thought, uh, and the old yellow, how he has to, old screamer, how he has to always say bark in between every word. <laughs> Ouch, bark. No bark. Woof. No. But ma, how will I ever live without old screamer? Yeah, bark. No, I, I love the way uh, Wacko says says old screamer. He's like, oh, old screamer. <laughs> yes, uh, and yes, when he gets the puppy, 
Oh, little puppy! Oh, little puppy! Oh, a cute little puppy! Goodbye, old screamer. <laughs> and of course, old screamer gets killed with a giant mallet, which is that's the only way Wacko would, yeah, put put yeah, put like down that. a dog. Yeah, yeah just... no guns, just a giant mallet. Uh, <laughs> a few other. Uh, let's go through some of the references here. Um, first of all, I maybe somebody out there can confirm yes or no the the pianist right there. <laughs> Uh, that's, that is playing for the director. I'm not quite certain, but I think that might be a caricature of Randy Rogel, uh, the, the musician of, uh, Animaniacs. Uh, if someone wants to look at that, Randy Rogel does not have as much hair as that, uh, that particular character. He kind of looked like a mixture of Randy Rogel and Paul Schaefer to me in a weird way, um, with more hair. But anyway, there's, a there's a few little things that, made me think of totally other uh, other cartoons completely uh they do the three little maids from school three little maids from school are we as a school girl well can be filled to the brim with girlish glee three little maids from school everything is a source of fun nobody's safe because we care for none life is a joke that has just begun which is apparently cut out from some of the international releases of this because of course the the warners are dressed up like uh chinese girls and you know that could be seen as offensive yeah, it could be seen as racist yes or- exactly so that is cut from from some to me it, i automatically thought of fantasia with the dancing mushrooms uh because they're bobby they're putting their heads down they have their he- hands together um so but i also thought of the simpsons do you mm-hmm. remember the one I'm talking about, Nathan? I believe so. When they're like driving in the car and they're Hey, look, the FBI Light Opera Society sings the complete Gilbert and Sullivan. Everything is a choice of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that a sideshow Bob one? I think right? that's the same one with. Uh, that's the. I want to say that's uh, think, Cape Fear or something like that. I too. think yeah. They, well, the, I think it's right before they go through the cactus patch. Basically, yes. like. Hey kids, want to drive through that cactus patch? Yeah. Yeah. No. Whoop! Two against one. <laughs> now, Kelly, did you see what I'm fairly certain is another Spielberg reference, other than? Uh, Indiana Jones, Illinois Smith. Oh, um, I'll give give you a hint. It's when, um, the director's trying to keep them from not leaving his room and they, he keeps like, he go, he jumps in front of the doors and the, the Warner's scream. No, uh, it's not ringing a bell. I, they put their faces up and they look like jaws. They look like their mouths and everything like that. I noticed their mouths. And yeah. It, yeah, I, because I, I, I'd never seen them like that. And um, I mean, other than this episode, but for some reason, it did grab my attention. But I, I didn't make that that connection. For me, that looked right away. Like I thought, Jaws. They, they look like sharks to me, like that. And so I was like, okay, I wonder. I, I, I'm thinking that might be a Jaws 
reference. I don't exactly know why that would be a Jaws reference, <laughs> but they look. I think you've just been talking to me too much, and now maybe, you're seeing Spielberg in everything. Maybe, but that is is that really that bad? I don't think so. That's yeah, a good thing. It's a good no. trait to have. And I've, I've started watching Stranger Things, so there's oh. Spielberg there everywhere too. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Stranger Things, an amazing show. We'll talk about that next episode, everybody. Oh wait, <laughs> no, we, yeah. no, we won't. <laughs> Animaniacs, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. When Wacko goes to the Upside Down. It's true. And they have to <laughs> save him from Mr. Director. Oh, uh, that'd be a great episode. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's other little quick things. They, they mention uh, Jan Murray. Where are you nutty funds just going? Jan Murray's house? Uh, yeah, and I, you know, whenever I, I watch these, you know, I watch it with my wife usually, and, and she's, she goes, who, who's Jan Murray? I have no Jan idea. Murray, yeah, I was like, Jan Murray. Jan Murray is a, a, a comedian, I believe, here from the, uh, from the 1960s. Uh, yeah, I looked him up. He, he didn't do anything that I had recognized <laughs> at all. And I was like, okay. Jan Murray was an American stand up comedian, actor, and game show host who originally made his name in the, uh, on the Borscht Belt and later was known for his frequent television appearances over several decades. So there you go. Yeah, I guess he was, he co-starred in Which Way to the Front with, uh, Jerry Lewis, I guess. Oh, okay. So that's, that's the reference to Jerry Lewis. So, and, and uh, he's passed away. So rest in peace. We can't ask him. We can't ask him anything, I guess. Yeah, he died in 2006. So Jan Murray, there you go. Um, <laughs> there was a, so Dot's painting a <coughs> painting of the, the screen at one point, and I don't know. Yeah, why, uh, Edward, I was thinking, okay, so that's, that's, uh, I believe that was painted by Edward Munch. Edward. Uh, Edward Munch. <laughs> yes, get my, uh, what is he? He was a German, right? German ex- uh, expressionism and all that. No. no? <laughs> um, Norwegian. Norwegian. He was I'm one of those, he was one of those guys from Europe, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah, Norwegian. I just oh, good there. job. There we go. So, yeah, so she's painting that, but she says, like, haven't we met to, I guess, the director. Haven't we met before? Is that because she had a pet that looked like oh, Jerry Lewis? Maybe, I or maybe that and was the, a, and desanitized. I feel like yeah, the second head Jerry Lewis's head. Yeah, maybe that's what and, she was talking and about. Maybe she said, "Haven't we met?" And people screamed at it. So okay, that's I'm I'm gonna buy that connection. I Nathan. couldn't find any connection like that on the <laughs> internet, but I, that's I kinda, what I made right away. I yeah. was like, "Oh, there we go. That's like her pet." Yeah, I, I yeah I saw that connection. Uh, or did not see that connection. I saw her painting the scream, and I saw her saying that and going, "Huh, I wonder what that's about." <laughs> they also mentioned, "Be afraid, be very afraid, be afraid, be very afraid," which is from the uh, the remake of The Fly with uh, Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. No, be afraid. Be very afraid. It's a very gross movie of what I've seen. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to watch this. It's great for it's great for if you're a fan. Of, everyone says they're a fan of practical effects. So if you're a fan of, you want to really want to see how people did stuff without CG. Uh, the, the the fly remake is a is a nice one to to check out. Yeah, I mean it looks real. Like I just didn't. It just looked too gross. Yeah, yeah. You're familiar at all with that movie, Kelly? 
No, I mean I'm yeah, I'm familiar, familiar with it. I've never, it. I've never watched it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not much for the gross films myself, so I kind of skip those. Uh, there's other quick little things. I mean, uh, Stanislavski. He has a Stanislavski moment. Um, Stanislavski, of course, is like a theory of acting, which we should get. We should get Nathan's wife in here to talk talk to us about Stanislavski. But I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I'll find her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's. I don't remember much about Stanislavski myself, other than I, you know, I took a, a theater class in college, and I was like, oh yeah, Stanislavski. He's an important guy. Um, but he's the, there for using it to get into character. Um, the, the one, there's one political reference that I saw right there. And the, this, uh, one, when they go to the, the shoe store scene, um, and I did not notice this until I saw some of the guides and I was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. It's called Imelda's shoes. Nathan, do you have any, when I say Imelda and I say shoes, does that, automatically come any, anything come to mind no I, I was thinking i would think of elmira <laughs> <laughs> no but, no okay then no, nothing and, and kelly anything for you when i say imelda and shoes imelda marcos there you go imelda marcos the wife of a uh, uh, filipinian filipinian i guess that's how you say it <laughs> dictator uh and uh gosh i just rem- i don't remember much of her as a kid but i do remember news stories of uh them going into her room. Yeah, I think I think they were deposed or something like that, and she just had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of shoes, like closets and closets full of shoes. Um, and the horrible thing was, of course, that the people of the Philippines were all starving. <laughs> Meanwhile, their first lady just had designer shoes and everything. From what I could tell, Imelda Marcos is still, like, uh, still had some political uh, uh, swing, over the the last few years, she's actually gotten uh, elected to political office and everything too. So, I guess some of the people in the Philippines didn't really care that much about all of her shoes. But for everyone else, it was a running gag that you know, for obviously even here and now into 1993, uh, with this reference of Imelda shoes. So that's kind of cool. Well, speaking of, of the Imelda shoes scene, I I loved it when he, the director shows them how he would do the scene. And then they run in circles around the the customer, and they go, "Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Nice lady!" <laughs> yes. Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Nice lady! Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Oh, lady! Nice lady! I'd never again. This is kind of what Animaniacs did for me in this particular one. It kind of introduced me to some of the things that Jerry Lewis. Says or said yeah. <laughs> like old lady and Freundleben, yeah, which he says as old yeller, I think. But I do remember or the old screamers. Yeah, says that. But I do, I do remember quite often just going, "Oh, lady, oh, lady," as a kid, just running around the house. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun thing to say, which I understand now. Yeah, but yeah, but I agree. Wacko sticking his head right in front of the screen, right there, and saying "nice lady" was. <laughs> Just kind of put it over the top. The, the late, I guess the, from what I understand, um, that whole scene of Jerry Lewis getting beat up while trying to put on a, a lady's shoes is actually a takeoff of, uh, an actual Jerry Lewis film, Who's Minding the Store, where he gets hurt by a female wrestler in the shoe store. So they were trying to do like the, like an actual, uh, and, yeah. 
Like it, that's what Jerry Lewis thought was this is fun. This is funny. Ha ha. You know, getting yeah. hit by the lady. Wait, lady, lady, don't help. Lady, please, let me just get here. It'll take a second. Let me just get this. No, ma'am. Ma'am. Lady, let me just, wait a second. No, that'll never hurt you, lady. No, mine will. What are you, crazy lady? Are you lady? Well, I think what we can all agree, though, from this particular cartoon is that the key to humor is the bucolic propensity of the known against the backdrop of universal truths. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm glad we can all agree on that. Okay, well, let's move right over to segment two, which was Le Behemoth. Uh, obviously, the little parody right there of La Boheme. This was written by Nicholas Hollander and directed by Gary Hartle and Dave Marshall. And it features the Hip Hippos in their first, I guess, appearance in a real cartoon. Yeah. Um, Nathan, what a can you feature. tell? Yeah, an actual feature thing. Uh, Nathan, what can you tell us about the Hip Hippos appearance here? What, what goes um, on? Well, they originally lived in Africa and then they moved to the city. Uh, and there they, uh, are pretty lazy and not really doing anything. Uh, I guess, uh, oh, what's, what's the female's name? Marita. Marita. She's, uh, she's actually working out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the male Marie, Marie, Maritze? Maurice. Maurice. Is that it? I believe. That's, no, uh, it's Flavio. Duh. Flavio. Nathan's messing me up. Okay, let's start again. Okay, so Marita. So what's going on with Marita? Okay, so Marita's working out. Flavio is uh, just hanging out on the couch, and uh, and Marita ends up falling, and they end up uh, causing. They're basically mean to the maid, and the maid quits, leaving her feather duster with uh, Flavio for some reason. And then they uh, say, "Hey, we'll just." Clean the house ourselves after they call the housekeeping place and no one wants to come over. It's going to take a week or something. Uh, and they end up destroying their whole house. The maid comes back and they uh, convince her to stay. And the whole thing's done in an opera, basically. There it's, you go. It's, it's, apparently, this isn't a, a parody of the opera Carmen, but from everything I'm used to with Carmen, it didn't sound like any of the tracks that that I heard. I don't know. I only listen to Spike Jones and the City Slickers doing Carmen, so that sounds a little different than the actual opera. But uh, uh, what are your thoughts about this, guys? What do you What do you like about this, if anything, Nathan? Uh, they had music in it that was not terrible. Uh, I uh, it would kind of uh, get stuck in my head a little bit until uh, it didn't. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was those. There was gags. I guess it, it, he catches her with a finger. That was cool. 
And then the next scene, he breaks through a wall. Or that whole floor. that whole catching thing was kind of similar to to uh, Fantasia. I was yeah, getting kind of like Fantasia vibes. I mean, instead, but instead of a hippo and an alligator, it's two hippos. Um, but but he has an easier time catching her than the alligator. That's did true. Too, so the- that's true. Um, Kelly, what do you think? Any what do you, what are your general thoughts about this? What do you like? What do you not like? What do you what do you think? I've never been a big fan of the hippos, uh, but but it was okay. It's um, it does have catchy songs, you know, nothing super memorable, but it's easy to listen to, and uh, it was kind of a, a fun, light little segment. Um, I like I like the giraffe. I thought she was cool. He, yes, the, the, the giraffe was the only sane one in this group. I think she yeah. should have she should have just gotten a different job, but I guess whatever. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think that, uh, Marita said it best when she sang, This is really not so amusing. <laughs> when I, she said that, I turned to my wife and said, Well, that pretty much sums up this cartoon right here. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't I didn't bad. like hate it. I just got kind of bored of it by the end. Yeah. And it's only like five minutes long. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, it did, it did. It did remind me of a classic Bugs Bunny cartoon. Do any of you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, is it the opera Bugs Bunny? The what's opera doc? There you go. What's opera yeah. doc? But they, they the kill the wabbit. Yeah, kill the wabbit. So much better though than this one. That really was. That really was. I also thought of uh, the Futurama opera episode. Which, which one was uh, that? The devil. Uh, the hands of the devil that fly, fry oh, with has. the, with the, forget that what that episode's called. With that musical instrument that he has to play. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. Come on. Futurama, um, trivia. No, you look that up. Ah. Okay. And the other thing I saw was, uh, the artwork. I mean, the, the reason I was thinking of what's opera doc, well, obviously they were singing. Um, but there was a lot of weird kind of abstract. Whenever they started singing, the the backgrounds changed and they were becoming like these kind of not necessarily sets but just like they were in these abstract art looked very Salvador Dali actually um artwork going on and actually when you when Marita no it's not Marita ironing it's when um Flavio is cooking the food uh there's this melted clock right behind him actually so the persistence of memory i believe is what that uh, artwork is called by Salvador Dali with all the melting mm-hmm. clocks yeah so there's a i at first i thought the the clock melted after he, it exploded all the food exploded but no it was melted beforehand too so um that's you know so there's definitely some Salvador Dali references going on in this um Lucy there was kind of like Lucille Ball burning the iron through the shirt mm-hmm. at least well at least for the weird Al Yankovic uh, uh oh Lucy yeah. song when she does it um you're so fine which you're by so the fine. way hey let's let's bring it let's bring a, a not a Spielberg thing to this but I'm going to bring that that oh Lucy you're so fine back to Animaniacs the voice of Lucy Tress McNeil ah who you can actually see in the video so there you go. It 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 makes sense. I didn't even know there was a music video for that. It's good. You always burn the rolls, then you drop the dishes too. You iron my new shirt and you burn it whole right through. You're such a crazy red that I just don't know what to do, Lucy. Oh, Ricky, what a pity. Don't you understand that every day's a rerun and the laughter's always can. 
Check it out. Yeah. Oh, it's called The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings, and it's a holophoner. A holophoner. Thank you. Very important stuff. All right. <laughs> uh, and the other the other thing it ends with, the, it ends with one of the birds saying, There's a twist. An opera with a happy ending. Which is in contrast to what Bugs Bunny said in what, What's Opera Doc, which is uh, Bugs Bunny's dead at the at the end of that uh, yeah. had that thing and Elmer Fudd who has it's such a weird cartoon it's so weird it's, but... I love it because it's like he wants to kill the rabbit but at the end of it he he kind of falls in love with Bugs Bunny in some way I suppose and he starts carrying off Bugs Bunny and Bugs turns to the audience right before the iris and says well what did you expect in an opera a happy ending so you know they were yeah I could see that that's good they, they were they were kind of doing the the contrast kind of thing so there were connections right there overall I thought it was a cute cartoon um some nice songs I I guess if I were to give it one last compliment it would be that they did a pretty nice job of blending the singing actors to the voice actors i think there were two different oh yeah i didn't even notice they were different yeah so you know so they did have i I, so i thought that worked pretty well um i'm calling up the agency to find a new housekeeper she's calling up the agency to find a new housekeeper a chambermaid a gourmet chef a trendy carpet sweeper a chambermaid, a gourmet chef, a trendy carpet sweeper. Why are you repeating everything that I am singing? Why am I repeating everything that you... I do not know. But, uh, yeah, but again, like Marita said, it's just not that amusing to me. It was it was good, <laughs> just not the funniest one in the world. Any other thoughts on the, the hip hippos here with their first cartoon for Animaniacs? I'm good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Well, we have one more segment. Here we go. The last segment is called Little Old Slappy from Pasadena. Uh, this was, well, it was written by Tom Minton. It was directed by Michael Gerard and Dave Marshall. Um, so basically in this, it's a uh, slappy squirrel is, well, she... It's a kind of a music video, for lack of a better term for it. Yeah, uh, she's she's uh, they're playing uh, the same lyrics and everything to the classic song uh, "Little Old Lady" from Pasadena, um, which is a I always like that song. Yeah, it's a funny song. It's a it's a cool song. I liked singing it as a kid. Um, basically, she she's racing through town as the song plays. She's outrunning a motorcycle gang. She's outrunning uh, other roadsters she's she passes by uh, uh, Ralph and Hello Nurse uh, whose Hello Nurse's clothes rip off actually and and blow on to Ralph <laughs> of all things so it, which I didn't notice in, until like the second time watching it that oh yeah Ralph is wearing Hello Nurse's dress that's kind of mm. funny um, but all of this to get to just mail a letter um, all the way in the desert because that's what Slappy likes to do. But, of course, at the end, they had to teach kids, don't do that. Because by the time she gets home, the police are all waiting for her. And they arrest her and drag her by the tail to 
jail. So poor Sloppy gets arrested, but she just shrugs at the, you know. Yeah, I think they, she can break out, you know. Like, yeah, and she apparently never got a lesson either. So this this is a dangerous old woman <laughs> to be driving driving a car so dangerously through L.A. Um, what do you what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, this uh, right away that you don't think there's too much to this segment. Uh, any initial thoughts, Kelly? I I really like the animation in it. Some of the angles. I'm watching her speed. And, and changing the gears and everything in the car, mm-hmm. it it was it was just fun to watch, and and the songs catchy and, and fun to listen to, and so I and I thought they paired the animation really well with the song. Yeah, the, yeah that's a good point. The animation was good. I think the angles were kind of cool, like the of shifting the uh, the gears and then like up shots to her face. So I thought it was like it, it had a nice style to it. I suppose, uh, Nathan, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I I do like that song a lot. It just kind of makes me smile. Just some of the rhymes, like nobody meaner than little old lady from Pasadena. <laughs> Dean. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make I mean, really rhyme that much at all. Well, they just, say Dina. Yeah, exactly. They say Dina, but that's, Mina. That's why they say they don't say meaner. They say oh, okay. Mina. Well, I like to sing it the other way. Meaner and Pasadena. <laughs> It just makes me smile. Now I'm just going to go to Pasadena. Every time I pass Pasadena driving to around say, to Disneyland or something. Pasadena? You got to go down, down to Pasadena. <laughs> yeah, see, it's funny. <laughs> uh, I like there's uh, the cameos that are in it with the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote. And Mindy and Buttons Mindy are Buttons. kind of having a little mini of, Mindy and Buttons kind of episode going on. Yeah, it was weird that like Mindy's playing in the street. Buttons doesn't care until like, <laughs> oh, there's a car coming. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't let you play in the street. <laughs> Maybe this isn't a great place. <laughs> um, I found one other reference. And again, it, I'm, I'm just seeing things because that's I, I, of my experiences. But um, she races a yellow car uh, in this. And to me, even though the characters inside that yellow car look nothing like um, the characters in American Graffiti, um the the signature car in the in the movie American Graffiti, which deals with you know racing racing cars down the street and and stuff like that, is a yellow car with the license plate THX one three eight. By the way, one one three eight. No, it just has a one. Oh oh, I'm sorry. I thought yes. No, no, no. Yeah, of course. References to THX. Well, you know, right. Kelly, hang on one second. I got to double check my, my knowledge because before I go, oh, no, no, no. And then, and then I'm totally wrong. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It is just a 138. Yes. It's a okay. California plate THX 138 in reference to THX 1138, uh, right there. So, um, yeah. So that to me, it looked, I mean, it looked very similar. I mean, it has the no engine cover. It is a convertible in the cartoon, but that just might have been because it's just it's more interesting to see people in the yeah, car I think that- from above than show just a, a car with no you know with the top on it. So um, I think I think there's a connection there. Um, it kind of also reminded me when I was a kid, there was something on the Disney Channel. This was when the Disney Channel was a premium channel. Not you mean you went back when it was good? Yeah, exactly. When you could actually watch like, oh, say, classic animation and and all that, and they would show whole movies, uh, not commercials. It, or yes, other Disney shows just thrown in every it. time, every five seconds. It's we'll like, be right back to Monsters Inc. in just five seconds. But first, <laughs> it's like these. Let's watch all about uh, the no 
a horrible show with uh, tweens in it that you'll never watch. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. Anyway, <laughs> but back when it was good, uh, they used to have something called DTV or Disney TV. And it was kind of in response to MTV, uh, the popularity of MTV at the time of music videos. Disney said, hey, let's do music videos ourselves. And they collected these, they, they would take, uh, music tracks, uh, usually from the, the 60s and 70s, sometimes into the 80s though, and actually put classic animation to it, uh, just clip it together and actually make it make sense. So, if, you know, uh, if they're singing about love, they would show like, you know, clips of Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daisy kissing and stuff like that. It kind of reminded me of that because there wasn't any jokes to this or even in the lyrics. Like the lyrics were straight, as far as I could tell, yeah, straight from the, the original. original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it was still, it, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing because it, it, like Kelly said, the animation itself was cool enough to see and it matched to the, the song and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of like uh tiny tunes doing, they might be giants. Uh, Nothing compares to that. Yeah, I know. That's the best ever. <laughs> but it, it, it reminded me of that watching that. I'm like, oh, it's... right. But yeah, but that, I mean, but those, yeah, those in reference also, like, to funny. that one, I mean, that whole episode of Tiny Tunes was very much the same thing. Just play the song mm-hmm. and they had other songs and then just, and then just they might be giants in that. Yeah. They had, uh, many other songs and they, they all were just the standard song. They didn't make a parody of it. They just played the song and, put animation to it so again it, it, you know hey i'm not i'm not complaining i'm just saying could have been i guess a little they added a sentence at the end so where she says hey never had a lesson so you could at least get that it was an easy day for <laughs> sherry stoner that's all i thought it was like boy she she just had to record one line for that episode. They probably just had that as an extra line and like, oh, what are we supposed to do with this now? We can't put this in any episode. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> there you go. And of course, uh, just to end on uh, Jerry Lewis uh, note right there, the Warners popped out of the towers and said, Flamiel at the Flamiel. end. Uh, which again, nonsense, Jerry Lewis. It's all good. Uh, well, that is our episode all in all of those three segments, let's go right into the water tower rating. I don't think I've ever gone first, so I'm going to go first right now, okay? Um, I think I'm going to give this episode, I'll give it a nice three, three and a half. I'll give it a three and a half because uh, the, the just the first segment carried the other two segments for me. Uh, the other two were cute. Not memorable, not anything that I would necessarily watch again anytime soon. Um, but I could see myself like Kelly watching, uh, our first, uh, segment, uh, Hello Nice Warners quite often, you know, just when I need to get a quick Animaniacs fix. So I'm going to say three and a half. Um, Kelly, what do you say? I'll give it four and a half because I really love Hello Nice Warners. But it was only one one third of of the episode, and the other two segments weren't nearly as strong as as they could have been. And so, um, but because I really, really, really love Hello Nice Warners, and it's got a very um, uh, Spielbergian reference in it, it, oh, yes. it gets high points for that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's funny. I just I I love 
I love all the humor in it, so it's great. Okay, and last but not least is Nathan. What do you think, Nathan? Three and a half water towers for me as well. Well, as well as you, Joey. Oh, thank you. So, uh, <laughs> uh, again, just, yeah, that first segment, just so great. And then the other two, I mean, I would, wouldn't would turn it off if they were on, but I would never go out and look for those other two segments. So, Okay. Kind of- well, let's go ahead and move on to our Twitter poll results from last week. Hello there, this is ExploreNet here. Uh, just, uh, uh, I've just rescued the announcer. Announcer, here you go. Take the, uh, take the device and speak into it. All right. Uh, we're, we're here in lovely... I don't know where we are, but it's raining. And here is the question from last week. Qu- uh, listeners were asked, which musical parody on Animaniacs do you like the most? Hashtag Animaniacast poll. What's that about? Oh, yes. Well, we're putting that on all the Animaniac uh, polls right now. So, Animaniacast polls. Hashtag Animaniacast polls. Get it? Oh, uh, whatever. Well, anyway, listeners will ask which one do they like the most. And 37% said West Side Pigeons. And 63% said Les Miserables. So that's the winner. I don't agree with that at all. Well, no one asked you. Now back to the studio with your hosts. So those were our Twitter poll results. So, uh, Kelly, what do you think? Which is better, uh, Les Miserables or West Side Pigeons? I really like them both a lot, but I'll probably have to pick Lame as Animals because I'm, I'm a bigger fan of, of the original musical than West Side Story, and I thought they did a really good job adapting the songs. Okay. And Nathan, what do you think? Um, I'm going with West Side Pigeons. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think I enjoyed it more. I think I thought it, found it funnier than okay. this, but... Uh. Well, I think I would have originally gone with West Side Pigeons, probably just because originally it was just a funnier cartoon in general. But I think after I spent uh, a lot of time editing and putting together, partnering up the original versus the parody, uh, I have a deeper respect now for Le Miserable Animals than I did before. So I my vote goes to Le Miserable Animals as well. So there we go. So that is our poll. Now, Nathan, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce the poll for this week. Cool. Can I also read the results of the poll for next week? No, because we don't know them. Ah, okay. <laughs> this is not. This is not like a, a fixed poll, everybody. Really? No, it's not. I swear. Oh, I get it. It's no, not don't wink at fi- me. Stop okay. winking at me. No, I got it. No, All right. no. Okay. I think people You'll can just have to wait to find out the people answer. People can physically hear you uh, like winking. Okay. So winking. Uh, this week's poll uh, is other than the Animaniacs, which of these is your favorite Spielberg produced cartoon? So we have Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, or Freakazoid. So those are the three that you get to choose from. All right. So let's see which one will win, even though we already know. No, we don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a hard one. I'm going to actually think about that one for a little bit, because uh, one jumps to mind right away, but I don't know. They've all had an effect on me, so that I'm going to have to definitely think about that one. 
Uh, so go ahead and go to the Twitter, twitter.com slash animaniacast to make your voice heard on, uh, what, which one of those is the, the best other, you know, right below Animaniacs. Well, we'll say it doesn't have to necessarily be below other than Animaniacs. Who knows? Maybe yeah. you like, uh, one of these better than Animaniacs. That's perfectly which fine. Is okay. Which is no, fine. No, it's not. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Well, when it comes to feedback, ladies and gentlemen, you can go ahead and send it our way in a couple different ways. Uh, Twitter, uh, is one way. Facebook, we're on there as well. Twitter.com, uh, slash animaniacast and Facebook.com slash animaniacast. And you can also send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And Kelly, how could people get in contact with you if they'd like to say hi? They can find me on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at BigShinyRobot.com. Okay, and Nathan, what about you? I am on Twitter as well, and I can be found at JangoFT at Twitter.com. Very cool. And uh, yeah, I just got 10 followers recently, so what, what? I'm Ooh. very excited. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go talk about RetroZap real quick because, of course, we are a member of the RetroZap podcast network, and there are tons of other uh, podcasts that you can check out at RetroZap.com, such as Blaba the Hut, Techno Retro Dads, Starships, Sabres, and Scoundrels, Brews and Blasters, The Deuce Cast, Talking Apes TV, Brews and Blasters, which I already mentioned. But they're on there. <laughs> and Skywalking Through Neverland. Bruce and Blasters gets a double plug today. So Triple. They're, they're, oh, my gosh. I just set them again. <laughs> okay. They got three plugs. So uh, check those out. You won't be disappointed. And if you are, I'll give you your money back. I'm sorry. All right. Um... There we go. Well, we will see you next week, ladies and gentlemen, for La 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 and cat on a hot steel beam and nathan i think you're gonna really love this intro for next week's episode (laughs) i have a bad feeling about this (laughs) (laughs) so i guess that's about it um yeah well i think uh, you know what guys that was such a great episode let's make this a double episode right now go straight let's just go straight into the next episode uh kelly is that okay with you I have to go. I gotta leave. Shouldn't. Yes, to go. I should go. Leave, I should. Bye, I go. Oh, are you sure? Going is good. Staying is bad. Bye. Oh, okay. okay. Well, uh, well, on that Yay. note, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> this podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters, or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs, unless otherwise indicated. I'm frightened, I am!